to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Paul tells us that true godly love suffers long, which means that the true test of love is what? Time. If you've ever, if I've ever counseled you, especially when it comes to relationships or whatever, what do I always say? Give it time. Don't do anything because you don't want to do something that you'll regret. Give it time. You know, especially with a married couple. I mean, you're going to be married forever. That means you got time. Yeah. You got time. You're going to be married forever. Now, if you wasn't planning on a long-term marriage, then you should have just kept dating. But if you plan on marrying forever till death do you part, you have time. So just wait. First Corinthians 13 and 4. Love suffereth long and is kind. Anyone can say they love you. But if they cannot put time with it, then it cannot be proven. Does that make sense? They can say they love you. Some of y'all been married and you have been, y'all, the devil moved in with y'all for a little while. And you stayed together. You can look at each other and say, hey, we really love each other. Look at what we've come through. Look at what we've been through. It should have been over. But it wasn't. We still together. That's love. Because if you can't put time with it, it wasn't love. Amen. Well, it's better to marry than to burn. No, that's not what he, he's not saying get married so you don't burn in hell. He's saying don't burn with lust with each other. It's better to marry than to burn with lust for one another. Well, that's what I did. I married so we wouldn't be burning in lust. Well, you, you, you was dumb. Amen. You, you can stop burning with lust if you just stop. Now, if you love them and want to marry them, then marry them and so you don't burn with lust. But if you ain't in love, break up. Then you won't be burning. First Corinthians, you know, when, when, when folks have me do their premarital, when I do premarital counseling, you know, I never tell people premarital counseling. I never tell you whether or not you should get married. That's, that's witchcraft. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm just going to show you yourself. I'm going to show you her. I'm going to show you him. And y'all make a decision at that point. Then I'm, we're going to talk about your past. We're going to talk about things that you went through to see if getting married is even something you ought to be doing right now. Or are there things you need to work on or deal with before you do that? Are there going to be an issue later? But if you ask me, well, what you think about her? I don't think nothing. That's your woman. I ain't think about her. What you think about him, Pastor? I don't know. 
I don't think about him. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get me out of here. And they come back later. Oh, Pastor, you said, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't say nothing. He wouldn't even buy the popcorn when y'all was going to the movies. Now you talking about, hey, he's stingy. Wouldn't take you out without a gift card. <laughs> Don't come to me. You know what I'm saying? You better take your time and do it right. Look at somebody said, "Don't blow it." I don't know why I'm on this. I just feel the Holy Ghost. Y'all know how the Holy Ghost works. I'm talking to somebody. The Holy Ghost is talking. First Corinthians thirteen to seven. Beareth all things, believe all things. Hopeth all things. Love endureth what? Real love endureth all things. So even if she turn into a Jezebel witch after you marry her. Look at somebody say endure. Endure. Better go read the anti-Jezebel book written by some poor brother. (laughs) I don't know his name, but I just know he's miserable. He wrote that book in tears and blood. <laughs> Just stand up. Be, quit being Ahab. Be strong. Yeah. Ain't going to be no more Jezebel in this house. And then duck. <laughs> God loves us in spite of our wrongdoing. And he is what? Patient with us as we develop. Look at somebody say develop. How many of you are developing into a believer? You're developing. You're not fully where you, you're not even almost where you need to be. But you're developing as a believer. You're doing better than you were. Last year, you were somewhere crazy. Now you're developing. Amen? Because you've been getting the word. How many of you have been getting the word in here? Has the word helped you? Everyone that has stayed here has said that they have benefited from the word. I know I have. I'm 10 times smarter than I was a year ago. I get smarter and smarter in God. I do. I, because I want him to make me smarter. Right. My head is big for a reason. So if you talk about my head, it's big for a reason. Amen. Because I need room for the knowledge. It's funny. I lost all that weight. My head stayed the same. But God said that's a good thing. So he can dump knowledge in it. So don't talk about me. You know, if you talk about me, I'm just going to find something wrong with you. So it's best that you keep your head jokes to yourself. Because I'm always cocked and loaded. (laughs) I always got a lot of them in the clip. Ready for you. Just waiting. We should exercise the same patience with those we say we love when we are filled with the Holy Ghost. So God is exercising patience with us. So we should exercise the same patience with those we say we love when we are filled with the Holy Ghost. This doesn't mean we should be unequally yoked with unbelievers or yoked up with blatant adversary. Blatant adversary. What are you doing with a blatant ad- adversary in your life? People say, what do you do when, when your friends, they, they just won't get it. They just won't get it. Why are they your friends? That's my question. Why are you carrying around trunks of old junk? 
if you're made new. Don't you know that that's going to get heavy? The worst part, don't you understand that that's going to slow you down? The Bible talks about those trunks. And it says, lay aside every, look at somebody say every. That's all of them. Weight that does what? So when you're born again and you're made new, you don't fit with it no more. Them ain't your line brothers anymore. Hey, see, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to minister. I'm trying to stay with them and and help them. No, you're not. No, you're not. They're in your life because witchcraft put them there. And then you wonder why your situation won't get better. Y'all ain't ready. Church ain't ready. I mean, y'all just, I'm trying to tell you something. You drag it. Why would the Bible say lay aside it? Why would it say that? If it's not going to help you. But he been my boy, man. He took a bullet for me. Why keep dragging him around and watch what happens? Wife mad at you because of him. Every time you got something spiritual to say, he got something carnal. say. He'll raise you a carnal one. Like y'all playing jo- uh, uh, poker. Spiritually. Why do you need that in your life? You know the ones that are changing. And there's hope for. And then you know the ones that you're carrying around because you're insecure. Can I preach in this place? Man, I got boys. I got one dude. Man, I grew up with this dude. We was... I was the closest person to me for many, many years. He wanted to be a Q dog in college. It was over. He's a Q, I'm not. So he got his brothers. We ain't brothers no more. I wanted to serve the Lord. I, I couldn't keep him. We see each other every now and then. Once a year maybe I see him or something. Holler at him or he'll call me or something. Maybe once or twice a year. I'll run down what he needs to do to get his life right. And that's all I got for him. Can me hanging out. You can't come to my parties at my house. You can't hang with my family. You don't believe what I believe. You're not an adamant believer. So eventually, you're going to be a weight. Then I got my son over there, Landon, growing up. Now, what, is, what, Landon, what am I looking like? I got some Q dog coming over to the house, hanging out at my house. What's my son gonna think? Yeah. Like, well, daddy preach a good word, but homeboy, you know, he. Y'all know I'm telling, look at somebody say, that's the truth. You know it's the truth. Does that make any sense? He all up in the house, this boy all up in the house, my son looking at him. He ain't doing nothing his daddy's doing. He ain't living nothing like his daddy's living. What are you gonna think? So, this doesn't mean we should be unequally yoked with unbelievers and calling it love. Are yoked up with blatant adversaries. Calling it love. That's not love. That's foolishness. But Jesus hung out with sinners. First of all, Jesus never hung out. Period. How are you going to say the son of God hung out? Like he's you. Look at somebody say, Jesus isn't you. He ain't hanging out. You was wrong for even saying that. And then he didn't hang. 
hang out with no sinners. Sinners came and found where he was, came to him to ask him questions. And the ones that didn't get the answer that they wanted, left him. The Bible said the rich young ruler came and tried to play Jesus. It's like, Jesus, I cannot be down with you. Can I be down? Well, do you obey the commandments? I've been obeying the commandments all my life. So we doubt. We the same. Jesus, we the same. We just, we the same. We both believers. We both Christians. We the same. So let's hang, Jesus. Can I be down with you? She said, well, there's one thing that you, you haven't done that I've done. So there's something I've done that you haven't done. So unless you do this thing, then we're not a good match. We're not compatible. You got to go and give, give everything up. Give, give up all, everything, your reputation, everything. See, if you give up your reputation, then you can hang with me because I don't have a reputation. Matter of fact, my reputation is negative and everybody hates me. So if you give up your reputation, then, then we'll be equal. We'll be the same. Hated by the world. So you ready to be hated by the world? Bible said he's like, nah. Walked off with his head down, very sorrowful, according to the word. Then Jesus called his disciples together and said, man, that dude just really blew it. He's like, what are you talking about, Jesus? He said, if he had given up everything, I was going to restore it all back to him a hundredfold in this lifetime. He just wasn't ready to give it up. He's still carrying old trunks. I'm ready to open those trunks, take all the old stuff out and put some new stuff in there that's not heavy because my yoke is easy. My burdens are light. He would have been able to carry it. It wouldn't have slowed him down. As a matter of fact, it would have blessed him because I would have filled the trunks up with the stuff he needed. My friends, my homegirl, my homeboy. I mean, we just grew up. Keep them. Keep them. Keep anchors. Keep them. Dock your boat. It's going to stay right there. And don't come to me talking about my boat's not moving. Blatant adversaries. In our lives. But it means we are to be patient with those in the faith. And those we considered what? So you be patient with those in the faith. That's trying to do right and trying to change. Yeah, you be patient with them. Even if they blow it, they come back to you. I blew it. Well, that's okay, girl. Gotta give you another chance. But just as long as you're willing to change. Now, if you got your way and you keep doing your way, you ain't my girl. Romans 15 and 5 now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like minded one toward another according to Christ grant you to be what you know it's crazy we send our kids to school and then when they come home with a bad friend we try to tell them you shouldn't hang around that person why do we say that why do we say that because that person might influence you if you keep hanging around them, you might do what they're doing. But then we as grown, boneheaded adults keep folks in our lives doing the food. Time for love. The real proof of this spiritual fruit is not just how long you endure or suffer long, but rather how you behave during the trying period. Showing the love of God during long periods of suffering are tests that we must endure and pass if we are filled with God's spirit. Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patience in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. The end of a thing is better than the beginning. So you should always wait. We can pray, fast, speak in tongues, prophesy, etc. while we wait. 
But if we do not show true love enduring until the end, then it's not godly patience. True long-suffering is waiting until we receive what we are waiting on. God is not on your time. Okay? He's not on your time. So your time is not his time. I have people tell me. I had a guy email me another day. How long should I wait for my wife? So what is she doing? My wife's out there. She won't get saved. She's out there in the world. She's doing crazy stuff. She's out there with other men, blah, 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 blah. But I, I, I want my marriage restored. I want to wait. He says, so how long should I wait? I said, wait until you get it. I mean, why wouldn't you wait until you get it if you're waiting to get it? If you're waiting on something, why wouldn't you wait? If, you don't, if you're not going to wait, don't wait. But if you're going to wait, wait. He told him, but it's been three years. So waiting expires in three years or is waiting, waiting? That's right. I told him, is she worth waiting for? Yeah, yeah. Wait. What's three years? He's married 20. Wait. Had one lady tell me, I'm tired of waiting on him. I'm just tired of waiting on him. Then don't wait. But I want my marriage. Then wait. I don't understand. Do you not want it or do you want it? Well, I want it. Then wait. But I've been waiting for three, four years. Then keep waiting. But what if it don't happen? Then don't wait. Does that make sense? See, these preachers have messed folks up because they done got in it and started giving them times. And in 30 days, God is going to bring... God showed me in 30 days. God didn't show you that. Why would God play like that with that person? Why would God take them 30 more days? They've been waiting three years. What's 30 days? Why can't God do what's going to happen 30 days from now? Now. What are you talking about? Like God is just playing with people's lives. Okay, I think in 30 days. I'm kind of busy, so I'll get to him in 30 days. That's some foolishness. Look at somebody say that's some foolishness. What are preachers up talking? What is that? Sister, in 20 days, God is saying that, what? My rent is due now. I ain't waiting no 20 days. What? I'm going to get a second opinion at another church. In 11 days, God, no, nah, no, nah, that still ain't, that ain't close enough. I'm going to this other church over here on the corner. God said Monday. Yeah, that's, that's my church. I'm joining. How do I join this church? God moves quicker here. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that some fun? Look at somebody say that's some foolishness. But these preachers in this game, man, why they playing these games with people? Their marriage needs to be restored right now. They think I'm crazy. I, I, I think I'm just going to divorce her. I said, no, no, don't divorce her. Just wait. No, man, I've been waiting for this. Then divorce her. But I thought if I divorced her, it wouldn't be right. Then don't divorce her. But if I did. <laughs> oh, man. You're not basing nothing we're talking about on the word. Can we base it on the word? Because that's all I know. I can't tell you. I'm not a swami. <laughs> I can't tell you what. what I, I can't do that. I just tell you what the word says. And you ain't been good either. The least you can do is wait. That's the, that's the thing I really don't understand. You done messed up too. And you don't have time for? You don't have time for him and you blew it? 
Both of you done blown. Ain't no marriage in existence where both folks ain't blown it. Both of you deserve better. (laughs) Because everybody done blown it. Amen. Am I right, married people? Ain't a marriage in existence that somebody didn't do the food. That ain't always a bloody axe in the trunk and <laughs> hair and teeth on the carpet. Somebody, you done kill somebody. I'm not talking about that, but just, you know, we just, we, we, you're trying to get to know another human from another place. You know, so yeah, you're going to have problems. But man, you can't have it your way. Not with another human. Am I preaching in here? True long suffering is not about us, but about the person we are being patient with. Can you stop thinking about yourself and what folks going to think and how you feel for just one moment? The Bible says that your body is not even your own. So if you love that person, you're going to give everything to them, no matter how long. Look, somebody say, no matter how long it takes. People get off. People make mistakes. People do rough stuff. But so do you. And whenever you're sitting in a position where what you did, you don't feel is worse than what the other did, then you, raised, you lift it up in pride anyway. You ain't no better. I'm preaching in this place. We must forbear, which means put up with. That's what forbear means. It's a fancy way of saying put up with. We must put up with one another in love, understanding that we will need the same patience we are exhibiting. So you got to put up with somebody because you're going to need it. Folks, put up with you. Colossians 3 and 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Don't mean you got to invite them over to your house and they got to hang out with your family to prove that you forgive them. No, you can just tell them, I forgive you, brother. I just release you. That's over. No matter what they say, no matter how they handle it, that's over. Man, that's gone, man. I'm, I, I release you from that. I'm released from it. I'm sorry if I didn't answer them. True long-suffering will always give you the ability to put up with faults that irritate you and give you the ability to forgive those that you have grievances against. This is the difference between liking someone and loving someone. You may not like things about them, but God's spirit brings patience and his long-suffering to make it work. There's some people in your life that are friends and they irritate you by things they do. It's like scratching on a chalkboard, you know, they just irritate you. You know, now I'm not talking about sin and foolishness. I'm talking about just the way they handle things, the way they think. Everybody's not compatible with everybody. Amen. But you love them anyway. We love each other here at ABC, don't we? Us folk here that get on your nerves and get under your skin. That's just because y'all from two different places. It's called perspective. Y'all remember that word? Perspective. I mean, look where they came from. Look what they're doing. Look, look what they endured. They're different from you. Something they do might remind you of your mama, and you, you flew thousands of miles to get away from her. And that's all it is. And you just say, hey, you ain't got to be their buddy, but, you know, you're going to be civil and love them. You're not going to let it stand in the way of you doing anything for the kingdom. Amen. Because we all love each other in here. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody say, I love you in here. Y'all understand? So God doesn't have a problem with our differences. But the Holy Ghost will help you when differences irritate you. Because most of those differences I can trace back to either something that happened in your house or something that happened in your old church. The way you grew up is conflicting with what you were taught. You think it's the Holy Ghost and it's Mother Sherman taught you that. And she was mad because she could never get her husband to come to church. 
you got bad advice from a tainted source and you held on to that and now you treat people based on that you may not like things about them but that's when God's spirit comes in Proverbs 25 and 15 by long putting up with is a prince persuaded so by long forbearing or long suffering a prince is persuaded so if you don't give up and keep going you can persuade the law is what it's pretty much saying you can change you have the law changed and a soft tongue breaketh the bone. So, so no matter how hard it is, if you come soft, you can change it. Amen. Soft means forbearing. Mm-hmm. And that's back to the whole EX Ministries message. Folks just blasting truth and cutting folks like knives. You just cut their head off. No, you need a soft tongue. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's your husband or your wife. You got to live with them. Amen. Right. Amen? So you gotta, sometimes you got to come in. the Look at somebody. Sometimes you got to use the back door. Every woman in here, that ought to be the only door you use anyway. You know, I've just come up with you and you need to do this and you need to do that. Girl, I... <laughs> he hit me. He hit me. I want to hit you. <laughs> Will you quit using the front door? You don't know you. That's a man. There's a certain way you got to deal with him. Will you respect him as a man? Make him think he's stronger than he really is? Yeah, you can whip him. You can pile drive him and put him in the half Nelson. Okay, we all know that. We see his bruises every Sunday. But can you play like? You're the weaker vessel. Break every now and then. You hard and tough and strong and tough. Voice deep. I don't know what's wrong with my husband. He always tripping. He won't hug me. (laughs) Will you be a lady? Be a lady. Amen. Let me read that one more time. A soft tongue can break the bone. So no matter how hardcore he is, that back door, you just come in, you get what you want. (laughs) Slow down. Look at somebody say, slow down. Long suffering also has an element within it that must be acknowledged. The prefix long that's in long suffering long when you know that something is going to take a long time you usually do what because you got time when we take things slow we are usually able to do what make better decisions better decisions you're married 20 years your marriage is on the rocks for Five of them. That five ain't nothing compared to that 20. So take that five very slow. You got 20 years invested. You think you're going to forget about them if you leave them? 20 years? I don't think so. Look at somebody say, slow down. Yeah, it's years. You got years invested in stuff. Slow down. Move slow. Amen. Single town. Move slow, single lady. Just move slow. Every man you see, nephew. <laughs> Batting your eyes and carrying on, he think you got Tourette's. You trying to look sexy and just... you just became an usher. Just oh, let me help him. <laughs> that ain't even your job. Why are you up here in the basket? <laughs> God don't need your help. God knows where you are. Just sit down somewhere and hush and act like a lady. Get your creation roll together and be ready. Just be. Look, somebody said, just be ready. Just be ready. We got some nice brothers in here, but they ain't thinking about you because you just all over them. 
dropping stuff in front of him. He ain't never picked it up and helped you. Haven't you, Dr. Hint? The lost and found just full of your stuff. <laughs> Will you take your stuff home, please, and quit dropping stuff everywhere? He ain't picked it up yet. Proverbs 14 and 29. He that is slow to wrath is of what? Great understanding. But he that is hasty and can't wait, he promotes Foolishness, that's what exalted folly means. Waiting is the key to long suffering. No matter how bad it may seem at the moment, time, look at somebody say time. time. Time will strengthen hope and give you confidence as it progresses in most cases. When we are slow to speak and slow to wrath, we are exercising godly patience. We know James says, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. When we make quick decisions without long suffering, then our patience has no time to materialize. Did y'all hear that? Make quick decisions, then our patience has no time to materialize. So, so in other words, you failed the whole test because you didn't wait. That means a test came, you didn't wait, you failed the test. No patience. And patience materializing is what the, the scriptures meant by letting patience have her perfect work. James says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Let patience do its thing, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting what? The reason why you want something is because you, wait, you won't wait. If you would wait, you'd get it, and then you'd be wanting nothing. But you have to wait. We must be slow when we are dealing with emotional things. Uh-oh. Women, y'all are the emotional beings of the bunch. Be slow. Watch your mouth. Don't say it. I know it's bubbling up. and Don't say it. And man, you be tough. So if she does say it, know that that's a woman and she didn't mean it. It was just the wrong calendar day. She told me I was ugly. You are. Thank God somebody said something. Don't come to me with that. Y'all know better. I mean, you're a man. Your feelings can't get hurt by what your woman says. Right. You're a man. Right. If you have that attitude, how you going to keep a job? Right. That's true. Exactly. You're a man. So no matter what the boss tells you, you better know you're a man. Mm-hmm. Be slow when you're dealing with emotional things because if you make an emotional decision, you're going to regret it. Yeah. When things feel better, you're going to regret it. It's like a tattoo. I don't know one single person that does not regret getting a tattoo. Right. But they got the tattoo emotionally. Yeah. They was drunk, high, or stupid. Yeah. One of the three. Yeah. All of the three combined. Then when, they, then when they settled down or got saved, why did I put that girl's name on my leg? You regret it now. Well, you made an emotional decision. Right. You didn't quit making emotional decisions. Something that's permanent? Yeah. Seems like you ought to give that a whole lot of thought. Right. If we act too quickly, we could find ourselves in a bad place because we didn't what? Wait. Anybody ever been in a bad place? Some folks are in bad places and they're stuck there. They're stuck in a bad place. They can't get out. Long suffering is the safest way to move because if we suffer long and endure, we can build lasting relationships 
that have been tried and tested. Hebrews says, for ye have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So, so yeah, you, yeah, he's going to give you long suffering so that after you have done what God said, you can receive the promise. Summary! Long suffering seems to be missing in the modern day Christian. But if we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, then it's not optional. Divorce, neglect, abortion, abandonment, etc. are things that Christians used to preach and teach against, but now have fallen victims of. All of these things can be solved with what? Long suffering. If we are patient and wait on a person, then we will not be forced to make a decision we will forever regret. These regrets lead to bad health. Y'all know those bitter folks in church that just bodies start shutting down, breaking down? That's because they made decisions that were terrible. Bad health, low esteem. When you make bad decisions, your esteem expires, etc. Put, put us in position to be ineffective warriors in the kingdom. You're just taking up space. To be strong in the Lord, you must endure and suffer long. When we wait on others and exercise patience with others, then we are proving that God's spirit is dwelling in us. Ephesians 4 and 11, then the prisoner in the Lord make this request from my heart that you will see that your behavior is a credit to the position which God's purpose has given you. With all gentle and quiet behavior, taking whatsoever comes, putting up with one another in love. In other words, your behavior is going to testify of what you have. Not tongues and shouting and dancing and running. No, your behavior. That's the testimony of what's in you. The fruits of the Spirit. We will know them by the fruit they bear. Everyone bow your heads. Long suffering. Suffering long. Some of y'all are in the process of doing this right now. You're suffering long. You're long suffering. God's got you in a place and you're waiting. You're waiting on him to come through for you, whatever the situation is. I believe that God wanted you to, what he wanted you to get out of this message was, don't stop waiting. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for this message and these your people God, I just thank you, Lord, for this kind of message that comes, Lord, to change lives and change mindsets. And God, I pray, Lord, I don't believe anyone came in here accidentally today, but I believe that you put them in here, God, so that they could hear some things that may relate to some of their issues and problems and circumstances, especially when it comes to our health, our esteem, all of these things, God. We don't want to make decisions that's going to hurt who we are and who we can be for you. So I pray right now, God, that you would restore long-suffering in the lives of your believers right now. Some of us blew it, made quick decisions, put us in a bad place. God, I pray right now that you will be forgiving and, God, that you will alter the situation and give us a chance, God, to exhibit your long-suffering, to show your spirit that is within us so that we can forbear or put up with others and not rule quickly. And not make emotional decisions. But that we would be the believers that you've created us to be. Adamant for you. 
standing in this last day, no matter what comes. In Jesus' name. Most importantly, Lord, we want to be examples for our children. We want our children to learn from us. We want them to see our decisions and see you in our decisions. So we want to make decisions that's going to help that as well as our our spouses and our loved ones, God. Make us more like you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.